0: Welcome back to episode number 75 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all our voices, guys. Keep the comments and questions coming to me. I got a couple decent ones over the last couple days, and um, I'm going to hit one of them today, and um, then just kind of general observations of some things that, that um, somebody is steering me in a certain direction, and you'll kind of understand that one here in a little bit. But. First things first, I'm at 896, I think, I had a couple unlikes, what are you guys unliking me for, really, nobody's telling me why they're unliking me, I got a couple unlikes, whatever, jerks, I tell you, unlikers, haters, anyways, keep spreading the show, you guys are uh, doing a great job, we're, we're about, what, a hundred and you know, some to my goal, my first goal, anyways, and we're so close, it's uh, the 20th, right, so we got 10 days, right, 10 days, we can have 110 days, it's 10 a day, we can make that happen, alright guys, keep sharing the show, um, my car, somebody said, I hope you, your car is working alright, and I said, well okay, here's the deal, right, I got my car back yesterday, you know what these jackwads did, they didn't put my lug nuts on tight, so my wheel was slopping around, clunking like crazy, I thought it was a CV joint, here it was just, my wheel was loose, But when I took it to the second garage, the guy's like, "Yeah, if my guy would have taken it out on the street, you would have probably it would have it would have come right off." So I like barely made it to the garage. Now, I do a lot of my own work. I would have never thought to just check the lug nuts because it's just like so commonplace. You just double check it when you when you put the wheel back on, you double tighten it, and you're good. But man, oh man, these people almost killed me. Just imagine, I drive on back roads going fast, like swervy with semis and stuff and tractors, and I mean it's dangerous. On a good day, it's dangerous. Imagine my wheel came off. I've been dead. Holy crap. Anyways, so we'll, I'm going to probably go beat these guys up and see if they want to give me some money back because they charged me an arm and a leg and then left my friggin' lug nuts loose. They're trying to kill me. I are just lucky I got caught, right? Anyways, so that's, that's hopefully fixed. I still got a funky noise going on, but I think that's just something's clanking and hopefully it'll just fall off and I don't have to worry about it. Isn't that the best way of fixing your cars just let it fall off that's probably not the best plan oh well so my car's working i'm driving it's maybe a little better road noise i apologize yesterday my truck my pickup is just a piece of crap so i'm surprised you could actually hear me i I did beta test just to see if it sounded okay and it was it was it was good enough i guess and uh so i apologize hopefully it's better today Let's jump in. Okay, so today, and I'm, I'm not real scripted today at all. I'm usually not scripted very much at all anyways, but I usually have an idea of what I'm gonna talk about. So so a th- little bit better than what I am today, but I just grabbed the recorder, I'm in the car, and I'm like, eh, what am I gonna talk about? So I had a, an insurance question. We'll do the insurance question first, and then I'm gonna do some general stuff about school. Because I had somebody ask me about school and say, hey, you know, um, we're a lot of students out here. All my friends are listening to you in my class. And we want some guidance on how you got through school, what are some of the headaches and hiccups that you had. And um, so I'll hit a couple of those today. That's really hard, though, because hiccups for one person are totally different than for another. And so to overgeneralize is pretty generic and not real flavorful. So I don't know how much information you're going to get out of that. But I'll try my best and kind of point you in some directions on what I think is is the most important things about school and and how to approach it and and, uh, kind of do that. And I'll do that second, so that you guys that wanna hear insurance stuff can hear that first and then sign off if you want, or if you wanna just maybe get some entertainment, listen too. So insurance question came in through an email, and this was a very specific instance in a specific state, and it basically came down to, and I'll say the state, it was Virginia, all right? So if you're listening out there, and I've already replied, but I haven't heard anything back, the, the big issue I have with people that send me specifics on an insurance policy, like which what should I select here, or what does this mean, that type of stuff, I can explain what it means and how it affects you, but it's not legal advice, and it's hypothetical. So I have to say that first and foremost. But above and beyond that, I'm never going to tell you what to select. That's your choice. I could tell you what maybe I would select, if I was in similar circumstances, hypothetically speaking, wink, wink, nod, nod, everything is kosher, right? I'm not I'm not, giving legal advice. So that being said, it's sometimes difficult when you guys, I, it, it's not that I'm being flippant when I reply back with a bunch of questions. It's, it's that I don't know how to answer that for you because there's not enough information there, or I'm not going to answer it because... Uh, or I'm not going to tell you what to do because it's not appropriate for me to do that. Everybody's different. Everybody makes their own choices. That's the whole point of the show is I want everyone out there to make their own educated decisions on whatever it is that they're doing. So this one specifically was, um, and this was a pro-liability thing because I use pro-liability, so I thought it was important to talk about, and I'm sure that other states do something similar to this. Occasionally you'll see weird things when you go to sign up for your insurance where it says do you want to apply for this endorsement or that endorsement or this endorsement or that endorsement? Or do you want to uh, meet the statutory cap or do you want to follow within these guidelines to meet the, whatever the statutory requirement is for that state? And so sometimes you'll see that the insurance policy will mirror what the state law is. So it's not just a generic I want a 1 million, 3 million like it is in Ohio but you can add extra stuff. It's kind of like when you sign up for your home um, insurance policy, but then you want to add a rider for jewelry, or if you've got guns in the house and you want to insure them, then you would put a rider policy for that. Those are the endorsements, so they're extra things that you can get insurance coverage for that are kind of boilerplate standard options that you can select and add to. One of them in this specific instance was a a rider or an endorsement. It's the same thing, right? An endorsement is just extra stuff that said, um, do you want an endorsement for non-direct patient care? And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Why would I ever need that, right? And so I'm sitting there, I'm racking my brain thinking, why why, why the hell would I need that? And I'm, I'm not sure that anybody really would unless you're the owner of the practice and you direct patient care and that is not insured by some other mechanism. So say, for example, you're the owner of the company. You own the nurse practitioner group, okay, and it's just you. Say it's you and an MA and a a scheduler or whatever, billing person whatever, general office staff. So it's three people. If your MA goes in and stabs somebody in the arm with an immunization and gives them a major bout of cellulitis, then your rider to that could cover them. However, in most cases you're going to have a general liability policy that will cover that anyways. And, and you may even opt to have professional liability for RN staff if you have a nurse or something like that. You might opt to have a policy for them too. So you would talk to your attorney in your state to figure out which policies you would need if you were the owner. Now, if in this specific instance, it was an individual that was working for a company who was already providing them insurance, and they were protecting themselves by getting their own policy. Yay! You hear the applause in the background, right? So they're finally doing what they, what they need to do. This is great. Good job. You know who you are. I'm not going to use your name because you didn't say I could. Um, so you're doing the right things. But I don't know you need the endorsement because you're not... Even if you are directing the work of others, the problem is, is that it's really the the their work would be covered by their liability which would be covered by the 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 employer which is your which is your group that you're working for or the practice or the hospital system or whatever it is I don't even know what the situation is if it was your direction so say for example I said you know give that person rocephin and you give the rocephin the MA gives it or the nurse gives it and they give it wrong Right? maybe they shoot it in their vein or something and they, they cause toxicity, and I don't know if that's possible, but say they hurt this person, then then my direction of them to take Rocephin was proper. So I didn't commit any malpractice. It wasn't my fault. So I don't think that the liability really would, would carry over to you for someone administering something incorrectly. That doesn't mean you wouldn't get sued for it. It just means that when all the cards would shake out on the floor, yours would probably be okay. So I wouldn't freak out about that. So the endorsement thing for me under that particular circumstance is like, eh, don't worry about it. That's that's what I would do. Now, would you? I don't know. It depends. One of the questions I asked back was, how much does the endorsement cost? Click the button and see what it changes the price to. If it's 15 bucks a year, I'd say, get the 15 bucks. Just cover yourself. It's only 15 bucks. If it's, you know, $300, i would be like, eh, I think my liability is pretty low. It just depends on the circumstances. And are you really directing a lot of work of others? Non-direct patient care. Are you doing telehealth are you allowed to do telehealth it's non-direct it, d- it depends on what the definition of non-direct is so i would actually take a look call pro liability and say i want to see what non-direct patient care means and i want to see what the definition is so that i can assess my risk so that's where i would go i would if it was that big a deal to me and i was worried about it, i would call pro liability and say can you can you email me that portion or provision of the policy or read it to me so i can make my own assessment on whether i really need to spend the money or not But it's it's definitional, and I guarantee it's defined in the contract terms of the insurance policy contract. Great, great options, though. I mean, it was great to see somebody like listening, and they said, "I'm listening to your podcast. The insurance stuff made perfect sense." But this is different and weird, and I don't know what to do with it. And I agree, it was different and weird. But that just goes to show that every state is, in fact, different. A lot of them are similar and you could talk in general generalities and so that you know that's what we're doing here but that was great that you at least recognized and said man this is just weird and it's not you know, it's different i want to i want to know more and i don't know where to get this information and to be perfectly honest i don't know exactly what they mean by non-direct patient care it really depends on what what the definition is in the in the policy what does the state of virginia believe non-direct patient care to be and maybe the virginia doesn't doesn't have any words on that but i'm guessing because it's different than other states that they do And I guarantee if you get the policy, it'll just, it'll describe it in there. And it should be fairly plain language. I wouldn't go hire an attorney for that yet. If you're really worried about it and it's expensive, then I would go do it. Now, another thing that I've seen, and this just goes to show with, with, um, when I was talking about statute of limitations and things like that in previous podcasts, there's now become and if, if you haven't heard of the word tort reform, tort reform is is kind of a, a buzzword that's been around for about 30, 40 years. And it basically was statutory limitations or caps that have been set on awards that you can win for certain types of cases. Okay? So say for example, in Ohio, and I can't even remember the number, it was a pretty low number, 15 grand or something. It was it was a low number. It's a statutory maximum. You know, like you can't win more than this. It was like next to nothing. It's not that, but it's low, it's relatively low. And then the, the term limits for the, for the time that they have to bring the, the case can vary as well. Now, one of the things I did was I did go look through Virginia's rules real quick just to see what they were, not to give advice to this person, but just because I was curious, because it was different and weird from what I've seen. So I wanted to make sure I understood what was going on. But in Virginia, they actually have a cap of $2 million. So in this policy, there, there was a, and it was kind of weird how it was written. So it looks like it could easily be marketing the way they wrote it, was, do you want to be protected to the statutory cap in Virginia? And the cap is $2 million. So basically what that means is that you would have a $2 million, you know, claims made policy is probably what you're going with. So if you have a $2 million policy, you know, that's, that's what I have right now. I got a two, th- uh, two six policy in Ohio and it didn't have any statutory maximum thing, whatever, because it was already over that number. My policy goes way over what what the the statutory maximum is, just because you never know. <laughs> a good jury might decide not to follow the rules of the state. You just don't know. Can they? Yeah, they're not supposed to, but you never know. Or they can change the rules at any time, and I just don't trust that. And insurance is relatively cheap, so that's why I did the 2-6. However, that being said, basically what they're doing is they're taking whatever your policy is that you wanted to do, I'm guessing it was a 1 million, 3 million, and they want to double it. So it, it would be the effect of the same of going to another state and saying, you know what, I don't want a 1-3, I want a 2-6, and it's the same thing. So if they're asking you more for more money to, to, to sell you on the idea that, oh, well, i got to be protected to the statutory cap, you may or may not need that. That's up to you to decide. Do you think that your 1 million, 3 million is enough, if that's what it is? And a lot of people, they're saying, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, 1 million, I'm pretty low risk. I'm, you know, urgent care or something like that. And, you know, if I miss an antibiotic and people get sick, they go to their family practice nurse practitioner or they go to the ER and, you know, there's very low risk. So one three, if you're doing urgent care, might be a great option instead of going to the statutory cap because you might not need to go that much. That's all that means. So it's not a big deal. I wouldn't freak out about statutory caps. You can still purchase whatever insurance policy you want. It's just whether you want to take the risk of having a gap between what your coverage is and the statutory cap on, on insurance or on uh, malpractice claims. That's all. That's all it means. But it's a, it's a private contract. You could contract for whatever you want, essentially. I mean, there's some things you can't contract for, but they're illegal, but... As far as insurance is concerned, you can kind of you can kind of do whatever you want how what your policy limits but well, this is what I want. All right, you don't have any negotiation power, so you don't get to choose the terms, but you can choose the amount. So, anyways, good good for you. I'm glad you're getting another insurance policy. It's well worth it. It's well worth knowing that you've got peace of mind that if something happens, you're covered and that um, and that everything's going swimmingly for you. I appreciate the comments and I appreciate the email it was great. Thank you. Um, the other people out there if you have questions on specific issues throughout the country, I'd love to see the different weirdo things that are happening in your state. so email me. Jeff at the com. you can always catch me on Facebook and PM me through there. You can PM me personally as well. I'm okay with that. you can get me personally. Don't forget though, if you're gonna friend me personally, unless you have nurse or APRN or nurse practitioner or something medically related in your um, description, I will not accept your friend because I don't want to be trolled. So if it's if it's APRN community, nursing community, medical professionals, I don't care if you're a, you know if you're a speech therapist and you wanna be a listen to the show, I'll I'll be friends with you. I don't care. But you gotta have something medical, healthcare related. So school. Success in school. I guess it's not so much success in school. Pitfalls in school. What are the pitfalls in school? Um, and I've kind of touched on this a little bit before, as far as my my recommendations to you know crush that class, whatever class it is that you're taking. Go back and search um, for school, and I'm pretty sure if you use the search bar on my on my um, website, you should come right up with the main the main show for that. But it's basically, you know, how to how to succeed in a class. How I approached them, so I'm not going to do that again. You guys can go back and listen to that one, and it was pretty generic, pretty softball, and I didn't get any comments on it, so I'm not sure how helpful that really was. Maybe somebody helped him. I don't know, but I I think it was pretty obvious stuff. Pitfalls in school. The pitfalls that I see in school are typically when you you approach the program or the, the semester. I'm going to go bigger picture than just class. And you put too much effort in the wrong thing. So it really kind of comes down to what I said before. You really got to evaluate where your points are, where your expectations are supposed to be, and you focus on that. That's the key. You put your energy where the energy needs to be applied. Now, that's one thing to get through a program. That's to pass and you know do well in the classes and all that stuff. And in theory, if you pass and do well in the classes, you're going to learn the knowledge. However, because nurse-practitioning programs have the clinical component as well as the didactic component, it it is different. It's a different animal. And it's different than undergrad nursing slightly in that that, um, you get out of the clinical experience what you put into it. In undergrad nursing, I remember we had sign-off sheets and check-off sheets, and we had to write, you know, papers and things like that in each clinical. And that's fine. That's all part of the busy work of being in in nursing school. But you were kind of directed on the things you needed to do. How many Foley catheters did you do? It was more. It was more skills based. So in NP school, it's really what you choose to put into it is what you will get out of it. So as far as clinicals are concerned. The pitfalls of clinicals are not taking advantage of every opportunity that comes at you, being afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. You should be smiling and happy to look awkward and happy doing it, because that's what you're gonna be anyways. So just smile and step out of your comfort zone and be awkward. It's gonna be awkward, no matter what you do. The first clinical day, you're gonna be nervous and awkward and everything. It's gonna pass, don't worry, in 24 hours, from the di- time that you are like, man, I'm driving to my first clinical and I'm scared to death, just think of it this way. Here's how I always get through those moments. No matter what it is in life, in a day, it'll all be over no matter what. I can't control it. Time's going to go on anyways. I'm going to make the best of every situation. I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open. I'm not going to you know, be obnoxious. I'm not going to brag about myself. I'm not going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to ask everybody questions. Everybody gets questions. Office staff. Ask them questions. Oh, so how do you do the scheduling? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, what program do you use? You should be asking questions about everything in the clinical setting. And you will get something out of it. Even if, you're, even if your preceptor sucks, and they're horrible, and they don't teach you anything, and they ignore you. doesn't matter. I didn't have that. But if in case you do, it doesn't matter. You can still absorb a billion things from everybody. Now, I had a preceptor that was kind of eh. Not the greatest. But I still had a great experience because I made it that. I asked the other people in the office questions. I asked the you know, I I still spent time with patients. I did you know, I did what I needed to do. To make it beneficial. You're in the environment, soak it up. You can learn just as much from bad experiences as you do from good experiences, say, oof, I don't want to do that way. I'm not gonna do it that way. Or you watch somebody crash and burn when they're when they're uh Assessing a patient and they're missing things left and right and you're like, oof, I would have caught that, I would have caught that, or I would have done it this way, or, you know, I would, I would do it differently. Critically analyze what they're doing and see what works for them and what doesn't, and then try to use it for you. That's it. It's really not that hard. Now, as far as the classwork is concerned in NP school, I really didn't think any of it was that difficult. I really, really didn't. Now, here's what I did. And this is how I learned to, to maximize my efforts. This little recorder that I'm using right now I bought when I was in undergrad nursing school And I bought it because I didn't have time To study with the people that I, was, that I was with So I would go through and look at my notes Rework them in my brain And narrate them The entire program Well I did it for NP school too So I narrated almost everything Not everything, sometimes I ran out of time But I got almost everything narrated And I still have to this day All the audio files for all of it but it only applies for that specific class. So what I did was I took that information, I repackaged it, I condensed it, I converted it, I, I cleaned it up, because a lot of it was just bulky and, and awful, and I re- repurposed it into audio files so that when I was mowing the yard, or I was you know going for a run, or I was driving in the car, I would always have my notes from my class to be listening to. Because guess what? What are they testing you on in your program? Your notes from your class. Now, I see people all the time on, on the Facebook forums that will say, I want to get a jump start and use Holier or Fitzgerald or you know whatever CDs that they've got so that I can learn it so that when I go to take the, to the class, I'll have a good foundation of what's going on. I strenuously disagree with doing that. I, I applaud you for being proactive and wanting to learn. The problem is is that you're going to confuse yourself because it's not black and white a lot of times. And when you see an antibiotic use that's 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 recommended for this versus that, it's different in a lot of sources. So you see that all the time between, you know, especially on the Facebook groups where they're studying the studying Facebook groups where they're studying for certifications. They'll say, "Well, the Hollier says this and Fitzgerald says that. Which one's right?" Well, they're both right or they're both wrong. It just depends on your viewpoint. So in practice, it's not that easy you'll figure out which work, which works for you in your practice. So don't worry about that. The bigger thing is is getting through the school part of it so that you can go practice. And you're going to learn it different. So when I did my study review class that was through um, it wasn't what's her name? I can never remember her name. Somebody remind me. Somebody write it down on my Facebook page. I can't remember her name. She was decent and it was a it was a review class where she came to us. I learned a lot from that lady. I mean, it's just practical information. Which, which was also stuff that was on the on the certification exam, which was great, that, too, that it kind of overlapped. But it wasn't the way we learned it in class. And if I would have studied that beforehand, I would have gotten probably half the questions wrong on the test because I was thinking of it in a different way. I wasn't thinking of it in the way that the class was done. So I don't use a lot of ancillary sources when I'm in school. Use the sources they give you. Even the textbook, they will screw you because... The teacher will say, oh yeah, it's chapters 6, 12, 15, 19, and 18 we're going to do this week, and you need to read all of them. I never read any of them. I would use them as reference if I needed to only. Because if they didn't explain it to me in class, then I would go dig deeper to find it for my own knowledge, but I wouldn't rely on that book material for the exam because chances are it wasn't going to be on the test anyways. So I didn't, I didn't get too worked up over ancillary sources. Did I understand it so that I understood it? Yes. Okay, move on. But chances are, if that was on a test, I probably would have gotten it wrong. Because it's in a different way. And, it's, and a lot of times you, you try to argue it, and you try to, well, the book says this, and your notes say that. And and at the end of the day, they don't care. They don't have time to deal with it. The professors don't have time for that. So I I, I don't know how else to do tidbits for school. I just don't. So if you have specific questions out there like how did you get through this or what was this like for that or I I could try to address those that way. But the big tips for me is just you got to get into it no matter what the materials you have to immerse yourself in it. You just do. And if you don't have the time or energy to do it, it's going to be reflected not only in your grade, but you're just not going to know it when you're done. And I'd rather learn it really well one time and then just go on gut feeling. A lot of times I can go on gut and say, yeah, it feels like I've learned it that way. I don't remember exactly how that works, but I know it's this kind of general thing. And then I can go look it up. I know where to find it. But my gut will get me 99% of the way there because I know I've learned it well. Now, can you rely on that when you get sued? (laughs) No, you can't. You can't rely on, oh, yeah, the gut instinct. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, what's the standard of care? It's not your gut, <laughs> so you can't, well, you can't rely on that. But when you're practicing and you got a lot of things flying out of your head, you got to go a lot of times on gut and say, "Well, it just it this looks really like this," and let's work this up over here, and we'll see what it is. And I think it might be that, but well, you know, and we'll just put it in your note. This is, can't rule out this or that. Go to the ER if it's worse. So don't don't freak out about school. It really is not that bad. It's just time and energy. It's not that hard you've done harder things in your life than NP school. you really have and I'm not trying to take away from the people that are struggling with it but, but usually if you're struggling with NP school you' you're busy in life. You've got kids you've got you know job full-time, you've got spouse, you've got financial issues, obligations you've got parents, you've got siblings, you've got all these things that are that are just you know time sinks and I don't mean that in a negative way I mean they just take time. But MP school itself isn't, wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. In the scheme of things that I've done, it was probably one of the easiest degrees I've got. I've got four degrees. It was way easier than engineering. And it was way easier than law school. Because law school was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. First year of law school was the most difficult time. Challenging. Scary. Frustrating. Overwhelming. Ugh! It was the worst. The worst year of my life. So hard. But I need to get through it. And if, and, and if a, you know, I'm, I'm a talking monkey. If I, if I can get through law school, then anybody can do it. It's just a matter of energy and time and money, a lot of money. So anyways, keep questions and comments coming. I know the school thing, it's, it's hard to do, but I really want to address these things. I just don't know how to do it well. And so I, I really do think, and I think I've said it in the past, probably in the first show, first couple shows anyways, that I'd love to have a couple people from school just get together and just chat. I think it'd be more entertaining that way. Me, me rattling off things that I, you know, find valuable and not valuable, it's it's maybe okay information, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's specific to me. And so, uh, you know, I, I've got a lot of education under my belt before I went to MP school, so it may not be the most applicable. But anyways, you guys keep the questions and comments coming. Keep sharing the show. We're almost there. We're like a hundred away, man. We can do this. We can make it. We can do it. My car's not clunky today. I love it. My wheel is on and affixed <laughs> to the vehicle. Winner. All right. Anyways, guys, keep the keep the ideas flowing to me. I really appreciate it. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll talk soon.